0: Hi friends, welcome back to the Influence Her podcast. Something you may not know about me is in addition to being a fitness coach at Orange Theory and coaching you all through the Influence Her podcast where I share about family, faith and fitness, I love coaching women whether I'm across the table at a coffee shop with them, at a women's conference, Or sometimes even through staff development. I thought it would be fun to take you behind the scenes and give you a sneak peek of a conversation I had this past summer with an incredible team talking about mindset. I hope it's valuable for you. My name is Sarah, and this is the Influencer Podcast. Love any opportunity that I have to encourage women. I feel like no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm coaching women at um, Orange Theory, on a treadmill running, or if I'm, you know, um, coaching my girls here at my house. So I have two daughters, or if I find myself in a conference or here on Zoom, um, encouraging is something that encouragement is something that is very near and dear to my heart because I feel like all of us on the journey can face discouragement. We can face moments where we feel overwhelmed and I just always feel like I could be the girl in your corner who will be the first clapper for you Um, and uh, just hopefully in my, you know, the way I share just will kind of add some value to you. And so I'm really excited about sharing today. Thank you all for inviting me so that I could put on makeup today and have an excuse to change my clothes. Um, And so that has been awesome. I don't know what day of quarantine it has been for you, but um, I just love that even though you guys aren't able to be physically together, that there's a way that you guys can come together. And so my hope and my prayer is that over our time together, that you will feel that you gained some sort of like nugget, something that can help you um, just conquer the day today or tomorrow, um, and that it'll be um, valuable to you. So like Laura said, I have three kids who are now all at home with me. Um, <laughs> The dogs don't even get mentioned at this point because they're just very down. Like, so if you're a dog mom, like I'm sorry, like I'm the worst dog mom um so far of quarantine. I almost lost a dog during quarantine as well. Um, meaning I almost gave it away. And so I was like, I need a dog, someone to come take this dog. And so we all decided after my moment of just like, you know, being overwhelmed, anybody else, um, I, we were like, okay, so we're not going to give up on anyone or any dog during quarantine. So that's, I mean, that is free wisdom right there. Don't give up on anybody or any dog or any, you know, like, don't make any big time decisions during this time. You know, just stay steady and stay where you are. And so the dog is here and he's actually changed His perspective. I don't know. He probably (laughs) understands English a whole lot more than I thought because he's on board with this, like, we're going to, we're going to stick it out. So that's who I am. Um, if you're like me, you know, um, our emotions right now can be, you know, shifting by moment to moment. Anybody else feel that way? Like moment to moment. And so I feel like asking the question, how are you, or, or being asked that question is such a loaded question in a normal day. Um, as a, as a, you know, whether if you're a wife or a mom, or if you're in, you know, on a, running a business or whatever you're doing, you know, pursuing things, um, that could always be a loaded question because there's so many things and we wear so many different hats and we show up in so many different things. And so now, you know, bringing all of that's kind of going on in, in our, in our world and in our communities and how it's affecting us, you know, uniquely, you know, that's even more so a huge loaded question. And so, Um, If you're like me, I can always tell kind of the kind of uh, where I am in life by the emojis that I have on my phone. And so if you're like me, I have all of them. They're like the crying face, the happy face, the heart eyes, the star eyes, the overwhelming face, the poop. You know what I mean? Like I've got sunshine and I've got dogs on there. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's all of the things. And so I know that our emotions can be shifting and I know that you guys are spending um, this this week just talking about patience and and that kind of um that idea and so i wish that like um amazon prime that just delivers things to my house um i wish patience del- was delivered to my house too i wish that it just showed up on my doorstep and i'm like look it, it just it just showed up and now I have patience and now I can be the most patient person in the world, but that's not true, right? Patience is not something that we, um, just, uh, get, but it's something that we develop and it's something that has to be developed in us. And so the only way to develop patience is to be Put in predicaments where we need it. And so um, I hate to break it to you. Some of you probably just logged off right now. You're like, bye. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're out of here. I'm just kidding. Um, and so I want to talk to you over the idea um, in terms of mindset. And I think that um, having the right mindset can help us be more patient, and it can help us really endure the things that that we're currently facing. And so we can talk globally in terms of pandemic. We can talk about how COVID-19 has affected you, but we could also talk about, you know, real life hasn't stopped for anyone. So this is an addition to our lives that we already were living. The things that we were already facing, the challenges that we were already walking through. And so this is just kind of like on top of, and I think that mindset is so important. And so Laura highlighted it and I'll share a little bit more, but I'm going to be sharing some thoughts from my book, Now Waiting, and it's in the chapter that is called Fix Your Thoughts. And so this is some of the nuggets that I'll be pulling from there today. And so mindset, um, is everything. And it's really a moment to moment intention. None of us, um, just own a certain mindset and we just have that forever. Unless you feel like you believe in what is called a fixed mindset, meaning that's how you think that's how you are. And that's how you always will be. I lean into the idea of a growth mindset. I believe that we can develop new habits over time and we can produce, um, Stronger um, mindsets over time, but the thing about our minds is this: is that our minds don't, or and our thoughts don't remain idle, right? They don't just stay there. But what happens is, is that they form roots in our hearts, which then take shape um, in our words, and then they become alive in our actions. And so, the fruit of negative or unhealthy mindsets can really be destructive over time, and they certainly don't produce patience in our lives. So. There are a lot of things that are out of our control right now, right? There's a lot of things that we don't have control over. And I find that when I'm hyper-focused on the things that I cannot control, I move from a place of peace into a place of anxiety. And so anxiety and worry is a type of fear. And the type of fear that it is, is it's living in the future. It's a a fear of the future, of the unknown. And so we are women, most of us. And so I believe we are some of the most creative, imaginative, and innovative human beings. We have to, right? No matter what, like, Hey guys, I have three things in the pantry, but I'm about to throw down and make the best dish you've ever tasted because that's what I do. (laughs) Right? Like, you know, I mean, creativity and innovation often comes when we're faced with so much limitation. Well, anxiety is being very innovative and very creative over a narrative that we have no clue about, but it's oftentimes the negative things. We're worrying and we're kind of re- like predicting a future that is dim and that's gloomy. And so since our future and a lot of things are out of our control. I can list so many things that are out of my control. What we can do is what we we can focus on the things that we can control. And I'm sure you've heard this, I'm sure you've seen this on, you know, like Pinterest and everywhere. Focusing on the things that we can control will really help us thrive in where what we're facing right now. And so, um, you know, like right now, I wish my kids were in school, okay? (laughs) Like, I wish they were there. Um, I love my children. I love being with my children. But I love them going to school, and I love them when they're with their teachers um, as well. And so that is super honest. That's something I cannot control. They, They have officially said school is not going back into session. But what I can control is my mindset of now being homeschool mom as well. And so, being hyper focused in the things that we can't control will lead us into crazy mode. Okay, it'll lead us down a um, a bad path. And so, have you ever just kind of had a moment, and maybe even today, where everything was fine, and it took one thought. And then all of a sudden you were so far from where you were. All of a sudden you're like, oh my gosh, in 2024, I have no idea what, you know what I mean? And you're just like there. And now all of a sudden your your present looks super gloomy or it looks super underwhelming or it looks super overwhelming because it took one thought that got you on that path. And you just all of a sudden ended up in a place where you're like, how did I end up there from that one thought Because the truth is, is our thoughts determine our words. They shape our actions. And so I think we are what we think. And so I know I've been super grateful that people haven't been able to hear my thoughts. Anybody else? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. But I have bad news. They really have heard your thoughts. And maybe not in that moment, but they have heard them by what they have seen in you, from you, they've heard your thoughts in the way that they have felt by you, how they've been affected by you and how they've seen you um, respond. Because again, our thoughts don't remain there. They don't just stay there, but they take shape in our our words and then they become action. So in fact, most people and probably the most vulnerable are the people who love you the most have been affected by the thoughts that we think. And so I think that mindset is everything here. Um, Before I was fired, Cause that's something that happened during, to me during quarantine. Um, and so, you know, when people say like, we're all in the same boat here, no, we're not, we're not all in the same boat. Okay. We're all in the same storm, but we're in different boats and what, what, how you've been affected is different than I've been affected. And nothing I would say is, um, I think, you know, perspective and gratitude will help us understand like, okay, maybe isn't as bad as I think. It's not the last storm that I'll endure. It's not the biggest storm I've ever endured, but we're all, we're all in the same storm. We're being affected differently, but you know, right on the heels of all of this, um, I was let go from my job like many people have been. And so through that, um, you know, has been very challenging and different things. And so it's it's taken me to continue to Produce this healthy mindset about the situation well before this I was a coach at Orange Theory and maybe I'll be a coach again there um, when this is all over we'll see but one of the things that I would coach the athletes, and athletes mean whoever walks in there is an athlete you and I were athletes okay um, we run figurative and real marathons we do the thing and so one of the most challenging Um, challenges that I would coach them in is what is called a 12-minute run for distance. And it's interesting because most days, if not every day, the people who would come into Orange Theory spent about 23 minutes on the treadmill. So you would think if I say we're going on there for 12 minutes, that would actually seem to be, oh, like, yeah, that's easy. But in fact, it's the most mentally challenging thing we do not physically because everyone's capable of doing most people, anyone, most people are capable of start to finish, whether they're running, jogging or walking. Right. And so 12 minutes, um, we would do that. And so it is the most, um, mentally challenging because beginnings, are fresh and exciting, right? We love beginnings. We all loved 2020 at the beginning, right? We're like new decade, new me, like it's about to be on, I'm about to get every single goal, I'm about to crush this new decade, like who dis, you know what I mean? Like we were in it and we loved it. And then, but that you know, and then, you know, endings are exciting too because it's like, we see that finish line. We're like, we're almost there. But the middle, that's, that's hard. The middle is where most people stop. The middle is where most people quit. And it's not because they're not physically capable. And it's not because they're not able to do that. It's because they've broken down mentally. And so that is actually the part where I did my most coaching. Because not a whole lot of people need coaching at the beginning. And not a whole lot of people need coaching at the end. But most people need coaching in the middle. And so what I would do is not only tell them things and coach them through this, but then I would give them things to say over and over in their mind. So I would tell them to tell themselves, you're stronger than you think you are right now. You're stronger than you feel. Or we're not going to go based on feelings. I have a goal to finish. And so in that, those are things that I helped them create healthy patterns in their minds because I, 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 it would be foolish for me to say, don't think any thoughts of making yourself quit. Like that's, that's, that's a result of being uncomfortable. That's a result of being, um, you know, put in a situation, an environment where you feel uncomfortable, where you feel like you're not really prepared for, but if we can create healthy patterns for our minds, then we can Control that because what's going to happen is, is the more times you say that you begin to believe that and it begins to drown out the noise and it begins to refocus yourself so that you can finish the task at hand. And so if any of you have ever like logged food, like your day, I don't know, like there's apps and all kinds of stuff like that. I I've done that for like three days and I'm just not good at like continuing to do something like that. But the idea behind doing that is for accountability, but it also gives you insight as to what you're consuming for the day, right? And so just like that, um, I feel we need to be more aware and intentional and, and accountable for the thoughts that we think. And so... Again, even though we may not verbally say everything the way that we, we hear them, we are still allowing them to take occupancy in our minds, which makes us either strong or makes us begin to be walking in defeat or being overwhelmed. And so I love the quote about Albert Einstein. And it says that he says, I'm not, I wasn't smarter than anyone. I just stuck with problems longer. And I love that because I think that sometimes we think that people who are thriving in a certain area have something more than we do, that they're better equipped for something than we are. They have more help than we do. They have better resources. Like, yeah, of course, you know, so-and-so is crushing her at-home workouts right now. She has a Peloton in her freaking you know, garage. Meanwhile, my garage gym looks like this much space full of crap that I have to move around from my kids. And I found like a mirror and I stuck it up and I'm like, here's my garage gym. You know what I'm saying? And so we can make excuses and we can really fall trapped to that when we think that some people just have it better or that they're better at it rather than creating healthy patterns that see that we can stick with something longer and that we can thrive too in our own way and in our own unique abilities. I believe that we can do that. And so in the book, like I mentioned, I talk about our thought patterns and I, I talk about some of the things that we can do. And so I would encourage you to grab a journal or grab a piece of paper, or even your notes, like on your phone. And you can, um, you know, if if, and take a log of the of the thoughts that you are thinking and i think it'll be very very helpful for you for a couple of ways it'll help you see areas that um or environments that create anxiety in your life. It'll help you see triggers. Um, You know, are you thinking really horrible thoughts after you've spent an hour consuming social media? You know, like, do you all of a sudden feel less about your life, less significant, um, more overwhelmed? Like, is that you after you've done that? Or maybe, um, you know, you feel... XYZ after this, or maybe you have really good thoughts after you've spent some time in solitude or in prayer or, you know, spending some time, you know, reading um, affirmations or scripture, like finding those things and really taking account of, you know, account of your thoughts, I think will help you become accountable for those thoughts. And then you can really get to what I believe is the root idea, because I don't believe in the get up girl Let's go get it. You're stronger and you're awesome just because you think so. Like, you know, no, it takes some more than that. Like there's a whole lot more that goes into that. And so I think that when we can take some time to journal or to write down our thoughts, it'll give us accountability, but it also will give us some perspective because it's really interesting when you write some something down and you're like, That's totally ridiculous. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, if I were to read this to a friend or if a friend were to read that to me, I would be like, that's ridiculous. Like, no way. Or it gives you, you know, so it gives you some perspective. I think also when we do that, um, I oftentimes, if it's a toxic thought, I will write it in this way. The lie I'm believing is this. And so then I will write it down straight up for what it is. This is the lie. The lie I'm believing is that during quarantine, I'm going to lose ground with my projects. That's a lie. That's a lie. Because if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I trust what God has called me to do, then I know things will move forward. I know that because that is the truth. And so I will write down toxic thoughts that way. Here's the lie I'm believing. If I've ever said it to my husband or somebody that I feel accountable to, I will say it that way. Do you know what the lie that I was believing all day? That I am the worst parent. And it's like, When you say that out loud and you say it in that way, you already know that is not the truth of who you are. And so I think it's important if we write them down or say it to somebody in that way because it helps us gain perspective. It helps us put that thought right back in its place. And so in the book, I talk about it this way. Number one, I feel like we need to acknowledge the feeling, okay? Um, if you're like me, I like to win. I like to win trophies. I like to win medals, okay? <laughs> I wish my kids were giving me out medals every day. I do this thing well, okay? But I haven't gotten any medals, okay, ladies? Um, And gentlemen, um, I am not getting any medals and neither are we. We're not getting any kind of badge of honor by suppressing our feelings. Okay. I take great pride in having things together. I do. I take great pride in being the encourager for people. So it's often hard for me to um, really share when I'm just not having it together because I I want to be strong. I want to be the person that can show up for people and for myself and for my family, but we're not going to earn any badge. Like no one is going to earn that badge of honor and counterculture to that because culture is really highlighting the overwhelmed, exhausted hashtag boss babe, right? We're really highlighting that girl. We're highlighting the girl that does it all. We're highlighting the girl that is doing everything and sometimes neglecting the very things that God really has entrusted her and called her to do and so um we're not really getting any badges of honor for having it all together and so we need to acknowledge the feeling we need to um you know because suppressing them is not going to go away in fact it's just going to like it's about to blow over you know what i'm saying and so suppressing them really only makes things worse because then all of a sudden you turn into that crazy person and people are like whoa Where did you come from? And you're like, I've been suppressing my feelings for 14 days. You know, it's like, that's unhealthy. Um, It's not good for anybody. So acknowledge the feeling. And then I want you to identify the root. You need to get to the bottom of it. Why? And here's some questions that you can ask, some coaching questions for you that you can ask as you are writing these things down or fleshing them out. What is making you feel this way? Where is this coming from? Because the thoughts that plague our mind have no authority over us. We have control over the thoughts that we think. We are not captive by those thoughts, but God's word in scripture tells me that I can take every thought into captivity. I have the power to take that thought grab a hold of it, and then tell it what I want it to do. And then I can redirect it in a new and a creative way, in an innovative way, in a way that is healthy and brings me closer to who I am and brings out the very best of me. So where is this coming from? Why am I insecure? Why am I feeling overwhelmed? Why do I feel this? Why am I believing this lie? Where is that coming from? And then ask ourselves what God says about this. I love Pinterest, I love motivation, but what I love most is what I believe to be the truth, and I believe the truth comes from God's word. He is our Creator. He is the one who loves us, who has fashioned us. He is the He is the one who, because He's the Creator, has the only authority to tell us who we are, and not what we do, not how we behave. No, of who He has created us to be. And so I have found that even though I love other motivational speakers and I love their quotes, um, but Honestly, if you really look at their, their quotes, most of them are plagiarized by the Bible. (laughs) Like seriously. Okay. Um, like we want to talk about, there's a lot going on about different, you know, things of of plagiarism and all that kind of stuff. And I always, I always chuckle every time I see a quote that it, it is the Bible. It is what God's word says, except it's just like in a different color with with an author's name on it. And so I guess it makes it maybe less intimidating for some people at times, Um, but I love that God's word is filled with truth and awesome things. And so I have learned to go to God's word so that I can replace those lies with truth. And so I cross out the lie. So I'll say, this is the lie I'm believing. I will cross it out and then I will replace it with the truth. And in uh, Philippians 4, 8, it says, now brothers and sisters, one final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true Honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent. When thoughts of doubt, destruction, and insecurity plague our minds, we can take those captive and then we can replace them with the truth. And then the last part is my favorite part is celebrate that truth. So here's what I'll do. The lie I'm believing is that during quarantine, my projects are not going to go forward. This book released one week before quarantine. All of my events, all of my book study, like book um, launch parties, all of the event speaking engagements gone in a moment. And so um, uh, they were either put on hold or they were, you know, just like, ah, sorry, we can't do that for you right now. And so I that was a lie that I was believing that all of a sudden my book and this project and this message wasn't going to be able to get out. And so then I looked at God's truth and I, and I said, no, this is, this is the truth. And then I began to celebrate that truth. And my truth that I began to celebrate is man, actually this book will go into the hands of the right people at the right time. And this is actually the perfect solution in the perfect environment for this book for this time. God knew the time of this book, and, um, and so I begin to celebrate that truth, and so those are th- um, three helpful things that I have found to really help shift my mindset, which then shifts the words that I speak within, which then shifts the actions that I have, which then shifts the atmosphere, and no, it's not a one-time, done it's over, you know, now I'm the, the most, you know, mentally tough girl, but it's something that I can continue to develop and you will get stronger and your mind will get stronger. Just like anytime you're faced in an uncomfortable situation, lifting weights, something that's heavy, something that's uncomfortable, something that gets your heart rate up, you know, that doing that is producing muscle. And muscle memory. And it's the same thing with our minds. The more times that we can get and place and position ourselves in, in an uncomfortable situation, the more opportunities we have to develop that threshold and to develop that strength. And so my challenge would be for you to, um, to do this. Beyond your normal life that's already uncomfortable, beyond your work, I want you to find something that challenges you, whether you download an app that, you know, you have to like, you know, do a crossword puzzle or something, or whether that's a physical activity, do something that challenges you and that makes you uncomfortable so that you can, um, begin to develop a healthier outlook, outlook on discomfort, begin to place yourself in situations that make you feel uncomfortable, not Not the things that you're just automatically, you know, faced with that are already making you uncomfortable, but something that might be something that you might be excited about or interested in, but that is challenging for you. Because I think that when you do that, that you begin to have a healthier outlook on what discomfort looks like and feels like, and then you will begin to lean in into those moments instead of trying to move away from them and so on the other side of discomfort on the other side of persevering through that and on the other side of sifting through the lies replacing those and then celebrating you will become stronger you'll have a stronger mindset and I believe you will have more patience as you endure the challenges and the things that you're facing I hope you enjoyed that sneak peek conversation of one of my coaching calls this past summer. If you lead a team or an organization and want to have me come and share either in person or virtually, go to sarahjohnson.co for more information. I would love to hear how this podcast spoke to you personally. You can do that by grabbing a screenshot of today's podcast and posting it on your Insta story. Tag me at sarahjohnson.co and let me know some of your favorite takeaways. It's a great way for me to know what is speaking to you most and a great way to share with your friends who might need this message too. Because hey, friends don't leave friends out of awesome things. And I have a feeling that what's happening here at Influence Her Podcast is pretty awesome. Another way to help support this message and something that would mean the world to me is if you would subscribe to this podcast, rate it and review it. Thanks friends. Have a wonderful day and I will see you soon.